0: Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Jessie Roberts, founder of Cheekies, a unique and popular boutique that is so much more than that. Jessie is with us to share some insights and invite us to be committed to our dreams and being all we can be. Jessie Roberts has written about her experiences clearly and honestly in this part memoir, part inspirational book. Backroads Boss Lady, happiness ain't a side hustle, straight talk on creating the life you deserve. Jessie Roberts, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning.
1: Yes, of course. It's my
0: pleasure. You are such an incredible woman, so phenomenal, and (laughs) you are, you know. Thank you. The picture I get, the sense I get of you from this incredible book that you've written. So, you know, you take on another challenge and accomplish it. So, uh, Backroads Boss Lady, this is so phenomenal.
1: Well, I do think it wouldn't be fair if we didn't say, you know, I actually um, did not write the book on my own. So... um, you know, I had a co-writer, I had someone who helped me. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's fair for women to think that I just do all this stuff (laughs) all by myself. So I do want to make sure that they know I didn't do it alone.
0: (laughs) So that's incredible, too. And I think that piece of you, that part of you about being just open and honest, speaks not only well for you, but really is then that permission for us to embrace that for our own lives.
1: Thank you. I You know, it was actually a big portion of the book was myself and the co-writer discussing whether he was going to be on the book or not, and it actually was a huge pivot in the book and in the content. I told him it just really wasn't fair for me to have him as a ghostwriter, that I needed other women to know that they needed great people to help them to do great things, and he's like, okay, well, I'll do that, but you're going to have to be 100% honest in the book as well. And not that I was being dishonest. It was just that I was kind of reserved. I didn't realize how much women needed to hear, and men needed to hear the whole story about how I really did come uh, to that point and how I, you know, like how I came up with these principles and these ideas and the way that I run my business. Um, It wasn't just a book I read or something like that. It was, sometimes very traumatic instances that happen and the reader really needed to know that that those were the things that molded me. And so so he told me, I'm not going on the book unless you let us like together we can write this story like completely. So that was really hard. It it made it move from a business book more to the inspirational um, memoir that it is.
0: So that had been your initial thought was to make it more of a a business motivational type book.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I know tons and tons of them, Um, even people who are not entrepreneurs, but um, they feel like they have to be to make it or to do something or to have an impact. And I just didn't feel like there was a business book that, especially as a rule business owner, that I could go in and pick up off the shelves and immediately start applying those things to my life. You know, the resources are different. Um, Not being in a major metropolitan area can make a difference, sometimes just our own level of fear doesn't allow us to find some of those resources that are available out there. And not everybody's looking to start a computer business or a tech firm. And so I wanted a book that a mom and pop could read and go, hey, this makes sense to me. Like, this works for me. And so that was my original goal was to just write something that was relatable to the average American that was just hoping to, you know, like, make a difference. And in particular, in the business world, But then it turned into just so much more.
0: More than what you really expected was going to occur. Right. And that's essentially the beauty of life, too, isn't it? That we set out thinking a certain thing's going to happen, and then by just really putting ourselves into it, it becomes so much greater than we could have expected.
1: Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, I certainly did not know the growth that would happen in myself um, writing the book. There were so many things that I had really put behind me, and I didn't really know why I did things the way that I did. And I think um, people that worked with me didn't really know why I did things the way that I did. Um, So it was, I I definitely learned a lot about myself. And um, every time I do a reading and every time I do um, a talk or uh, I always am just so um, blown away by how people are touched or what they found in the book. It was, it's always so different. And, and that is really cool, you know. Like, I knew the book would give me the opportunity to mentor and touch people at a much larger scale, but I just didn't realize like um, how many different types of people it could touch and how many different people could actually get something from it. So that was um, that was so powerful and so cool to me.
0: And so much of that obviously has come forward because of your being so. Honest, so open in sharing it's your story. Raw,
1: yeah, no joke. I mean, it gets uh, there's certainly parts that are are tough to read, um, you know, and and that makes me hurt for my um, for my audience, even though I know that they're hurting for me. If that makes yes. sense, like, yes. I I think though sometimes you have to um, to to be able to put yourself in an empathetic situation and. Um, and just kind of open up your heart and, and it can make big differences. Let's not, not to mean that the book is all woo woo and, you know, like, uh, spiritual or anything like that. It's just, um, it definitely helps you move out of your head a little bit and, um, and look at things a little bit differently.
0: Well, let's say it's really unique in that way. It has a spirituality about it, but it has a psychology about it. It has a, a we become empowered, you become empowered. Uh, just seeing it's that brought per- you with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. and And just that self-development, you know, we can go to seminars, we can buy books, and yours was through life, as you said, you know, the things that happened that caused you to see there were lessons there, which is really an important inspiration for us is not to think the bad things are so bad. We can learn something from them.
1: Right. You know, um, it was a really difficult thing because my publisher originally was like, okay, we've got the contract signed. We're we're ready to go. Like, so is this a business book? And I was like, yeah, I think so. You know, and then like, as we're writing it, like halfway through the year, we're like, so it's kind of a business book and it's kind of not. And I actually really struggled with the title. I um, felt like the title didn't really warn the reader about what to prepare for. And I think a lot of people think it's like a how to make a million dollars kind of book, which it's it's so not. And um, so it is difficult because we don't know what shelf to put it on. And um, I don't know, like, how to give a 30-second elevator speech other than just that I hope that I wrote something that will move somebody and inspire them and um, that they can know that it's, it's as authentic as I could possibly figure out how to be.
0: That is an excellent word, authentic, uh, not knowing you except through the book, but the fact that you are so open, honest, as you said, raw uh, about the stories that you share, Um th- that can't be anything but authentic. And we have to embrace that as, as such a, a beautiful gift that any of us can discover within ourselves and share.
1: I think it surprises people because I run a Western um, country girl kind of uh, line of clothing and jewelry and, and whatnot. And I think people expect me to be this, you know, uh, big hair, lots of makeup. <laughs> You know, just uh I think they also just think that they know how my parents would probably look, big cowboy, you know uh, little blonde mom, and everything is is farther from the truth than that than you can imagine, and so um, I think it also teaches people as they read the book, like truly, like don't judge a book by its cover, like there's oftentimes so much more to people that. And um, we're so busy and we're just, you know, chugging along in life that um, we don't actually take the time to, like, figure out who these super cool people are that are in our lives and um, that we think we know so much about that, whoa, like, we actually don't. And there's there's so much more there.
0: So you mentioned this wonderful Western-style type of boat boutique that you run, uh, that you created uh, right from right. ground level uh, in Idaho. So I did, right? Yes. And what is so marvelous about it? And you no, know, just as you describe it, its name totally fits because of the way right. that you approach it. Right? <laughs> we do take. Um, we are
1: fairly sassy. Um, which is something that I've had to grow into. I was certainly nervous about embracing the staff uh, for quite some time. And even still, I have moments where I'm like, oh, that's too far. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it, it's been a really enjoyable experience. And it did start um, with a very, very tiny shop that was actually a tanning salon. Go figure. Um, But now it's so much more than a business. It is really a community. We have created this amazing place where women of all shapes and sizes, um, particularly not the normal sizes, um, whether they're very thin or very plus um, or just not a person that would ever take a selfie and put it out there, these women um, do that. Every day with me, um, they support each other. They believe in each other, and that's the super cool thing about GQs is the community part. These girls see each other in the community, um, out and about in person, and they'll see them wearing something of ours, and they'll have this little kindred spirit moment where they're just like, "That girl is a you know like she's cool, like she's a non-judgmental, awesome person." Um, we don't usually get unawesome people who wear our stuff and so it's uh it's kind of neat we have a private group um, that of course people can join, but it's so cool to see women who um, are typically bashful or um, just not comfortable in their own skin um able to do that inside of our group and uh, that's really really cool for me it's um I would say one of the most amazing accomplishments I've ever I've ever done is um, created a space where women can feel loved.
0: And don't we know that we need that kind of kinship, that sisterhood? Yeah, it's so cool. Like when girls will post pictures
1: of themselves, like they're traveling and or they're at a store or they're, you know, anywhere and they, a festival, and they run in to someone wearing one of our shirts. And they'll actually take pictures together and post it in the group. And they'll be like, look what I found. You know, look who I ran into, a cheeky sister, you know, or a chick here. And they'll have never met each other. And it's so cool that my product and my dream and my designs could actually make two people connect on a positive way that would have never have potentially had that opportunity.
0: And so here it started in this tiny town in Idaho. 1,500 people, yeah. <laughs> so that is tiny. <laughs> it is tiny, yeah. It's a, an extremely
1: uh, religious town. Um, we have a, a much, much older population in our town. Our senior center is definitely the busiest place around. And, um, and I decided, because the rent was cheap and it had a big window, I just jumped in and, and rented this place and just started filling it up. Currently, we um, sell to about 3,500 retailers in the United States and Australia. Um, we reach about 2 million people a week on Facebook alone, um, not to mention all of our other social media platforms. And um, and we've done a little over $20 million in revenue um, since 2011 without a conventional bank loan.
0: See, those are the kinds of things that make it feel as though there's – this is a business book, but right. and and so in part, <laughs> it's funny, people don't like to listen until they
1: hear that you're a, a, a badass,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and all done in in the best way possible, though. Thank you.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty proud of our team, I, and even the ones that aren't with me anymore. Like, you know, people have come and gone from this company, but um, it wouldn't be where it is right now both good and bad, if I didn't have all the people that had come in and out of,
0: uh, you know, Cheeky's life. So I'm super grateful for that. And, that's something that is so important in life in general is, you know, things don't remain static that there is that ebb and flow and people come and go. And some of that going was really, well, it's always beneficial, but in some ways really great because this was like a launching pad to where these women needed to really go further differently in their lives. Right. Yeah. We actually have a
1: program right now.
0: Um, Um, It
1: is not that I am in any way um, against MLMs or direct sale companies, you know, typically coined as uh, pyramid schemes, but we actually created a program um, where we have right under 100 girls that we are actually teaching them how to open their own businesses. A lot of them left um, MLMs or direct sale companies, um, but our goal is to teach them how to do this on their own. And while they can still sell our product, we help them get their business license, you know, like figure out names and logos and um, really just walk them through those baby steps of starting their own boutique or their own retail, uh, you know, business. And um, it's been super cool, you know, like uh, not everyone makes it, but that's just, you know, part of the business world. But so many of them have, I mean, our um, percentages, I think we've only lost like, three people out of 100, that's pretty awesome that these girls are like pushing forward. And and it's really neat, even if they're not like jumping leaps and bounds, they are learning so much about themselves and about business in general, just like how hard it is and how many steps there are. And um, if nothing else, they have become these super cool, super fan customers. Because they understand, like, holy moly, like, this wasn't easy just even doing this little part. So um, I'm really excited about that. We haven't launched it, like, for everyone. But uh, I really want to do more things like that where I can help people um, enjoy the process instead of, like, trying to race to the end. And they can just um, embrace what they're going through and be like, oh, this is a super cool part of starting a business or um, figuring out what I'm going to do with myself. A lot of girls figure out that they actually make great employees you know that they can take ownership um, inside of where they're working they don't have to be the boss they don't they don't want that and so that's kind of neat too um, I love all of that part of it but that's kind of how my brain works <laughs>
0: And that's why you have the position that you do. And yet, as you said right at the outset, Jesse, that you didn't write the book solely on your own. You had your co-writer, Brett Witter, helping you. So also with the business, throughout the book, you really want to make clear how your husband, Justin, was definitely yes. important he won't to you. do
1: all these interviews, but he does go live almost every day with us on Facebook. But people always ask me, they're like, is he like that in real life? I was like, um, we don't go live for fake life like we don't put on you know like it's on a show um and so yeah he's pretty awesome I'm pretty blessed I think the the fact that he was able to stick through this with me we went on a trip yesterday to go speak to some women at a women's expo and I looked at him and I was like did you ever think that this is what you'd be doing like for, like for a living like as a grown up <laughs> and, and he's all no and he goes couldn't imagine going out and having to like interview for a regular job like what would I put on my resume (laughs) and his title on Facebook is do what the women tell me at (laughs) Kiki, that's his job (laughs) yeah it takes all kinds to make this ship go that's for sure
0: well and that's the thing yeah do what the women tell me but he is so remarkable in doing that he's really great at building right
1: He is. um, He's pretty awesome at most things that he puts his mind to. I would have to say um, the fact that he is just so compassionate and loving to um, the chicks as well. A lot of the women really relate to him. He, like I said, he is in a lot of our live videos. um, And that was because I didn't have makeup on one day and I was like, I need you to do this. Like, I need you to get up there. And everybody loved him. And they're like, he reminds me of my husband. He reminds me of my brother. And I always joke about it, but there's a ton of truth in it. You know, Justin and I are like the redneck version of Chip and Joanna Gaines. (laughs) You know, we're not skinny people. We're not rich people. We are relatable people. Like, we're just like everyone else. And I think people love that. You know, when I first started writing the book, I hated this cliche that always seemed to come up. It's like, if Jesse can do it, then I can And I really struggled with that. Um, I was like, I don't want to sound like everyone else because I don't really believe that everyone else had it as bad as I did. Like, I don't mean for that to sound wrong, but like, I believe that some of them might have had a supportive parent or might have gotten to finish high school or go to college or might not have been homeless. And so like, I didn't feel like that cliche was strong enough. And so I have had to really kind of come to terms with that, that like, People really are inspired by the fact that we are regular folks that have done something remarkable. And when you didn't grow up with a lot of remarkable things, sometimes it's hard to look around and go, "Wow, why do I like? How did I do this? Or why am I a part of this?" And and I think that's why I try to attribute so much of it to all the help that I got. Is because um, it's just uh, it's hard to believe sometimes.
0: And your story, and you're just alluding to it a bit about the harshness of of your childhood, and I think we owe it to ourselves to read the story to see how really bad, really bad life can be for too many people, even if it were just you, one child, it This should not be going on, but it does go on. So, backroads boss lady, you really open up your heart and let us see that. And and what we need to see is, you did not let that mold you. Well, I think. Well, in a way, but
1: I did, but I didn't. Like, you know, one of the biggest struggles I had with writing the book was and putting um any of the stuff about not only the abuse that I went through as a child, but as an adult and the abuse that I saw other people going through, um, was I didn't want an asterisk next to my name. I didn't want people to go, gosh, that girl, Jesse did good for someone who was a victim of this or who went through this. I wanted them to be like, dang, that Jesse, she's awesome because she's awesome. Right. Um, but I think that I think that people needed that. And I, have been really um, moved by how many people come up to me and go, thank you for telling your story. I have one similar to that. I'm just too scared to tell it. Or um, I was, you know, like this helped me realize, like, I don't have to live like this. And um, even some of the strongest people I know have read it and went, whoa, like I, I need to look at my life differently. And that's, that's really cool. Um, I wanted people who hadn't been through those things to not read the book and feel guilty um, that they hadn't, you know, like I wanted them to be able to read it and go, I can be a more understanding friend. I can be there for someone else. Um, it it doesn't mean that you have to be abused to have a success story. And so um, it was a lot of work to try to, to accomplish all of those things in one book.
0: <laughs> Rightly. So, and to still kind of have an even handedness to it so that, um, you know, we don't get really so bogged down and depressed. It's harsh, but, but we also get that spark of optimism, of hope of, yeah, that there, there's great hope in the world.
1: You definitely learn how to be a cheerleader by the end of the book. Um, And I, and It was a fabulous way that Brett wrote it to get it there. Um, I'm so blessed that he was able to capture my voice. Uh, It took a lot of talking and a lot of editing for us to, to get there. I never would have thought that a man could capture my voice being a woman, but he damn sure did. He did a good job.
0: And how long did you work together to accomplish this, getting the book written?
1: It took us over a year to write the book. Um I thought that writing books were so different than it was. You know, I thought you wrote a book and it went to an office in New York and some lady who looks like I think it was Meryl Streep and the Devil Wears Prada <laughs> reads your manuscript and falls in love with it and, and decides to, to send you a check and publish the book. It is nothing like that. You know, um contracts are signed before the book is written. You know, there's um, these weird processes and steps that you go through. Um, I was actually found uh, by an agent that I did not set out to write a book. Writing a book wasn't something I thought that I was going to do. Um, they found me through an article, um, a couple of articles that were done uh, by Inc. Magazine. And the social media manager at Inc. Magazine was like, I think there is something more to this girl. Like, I think there's a book there and um even though she didn't know most of the past so that was um that was kind of cool it was really weird to have all these people in new york offices that i've never met before really champion me and uh be behind me and support me um it's crazy to go into any barnes and noble in the united states and, and see your face on a <laughs> shelf that's weird um, <laughs> you know like it was just, it was just crazy it was a really crazy experience um and a lot of people want to know, like, how did you do this? How did you write a book? Um, and so that's a whole nother like, learning experience. But honestly, like, the book, I didn't write it for the money. I mean, I can make the money that was made off of this book or that will be made off of this book. I'm just buckling down and working for a month, uh, not a year. And I wrote the book because it, it allowed me to reach more people and help and inspire and touch more people then I could, um, one-on-one. And my great grandmother was actually a traveling Pentecostal, uh, evangelist. And so I don't know if I channeled her or something, but it was like, hey, this is my way to be able to evangelize and tell my story. Um, and hopefully change someone else's life that I may never get to meet, but I can know, um, that they were changed. And, Originally, I thought I was writing the book for one person, but I found out there were a lot of one people.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're reaching out to more of those individuals because each of I us, <laughs> you know, we really want to do that. There's something, some story here that is going to touch us that is, and maybe part of it is like, oh, I am touched, but I know someone who needs this, really needs yeah. this, right?
1: Yeah, that happens a lot. I get um especially when I do book signings, there's usually 25 to 30% of the people are asking me to sign it for a friend or a sister or um a coworker that they want to have read the book. Um and it's not like a slap in the face like, "Oh my god, you're being beaten. You need this book. Look at the number in the back." It's not like that. It allows them to go through that journey themselves and figure out what, what they needed. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that is really cool. One of the things that I wanted to write the book for men and women and my publisher, um, hopefully she won't hear this (laughs) and be upset, but they're like women read books. Like we write books for women. (laughs) And so, um, I was like, all right, but, um, it's been really cool how many men have reached out to me and they're just like, Whoa, like this, like this touched me like this. Um, this made a difference to me, what men get from it. They're like, this is not what I expected. This is so much different than what I thought I was going to read. Um, and it helps them uh, be better men. It helps them uh, understand the women that they're working with, the dynamics that happens in um, when women are working in a men's business. Um, you know, just things like that. It, there's no, like – Woe is me in the book and so I think that they really enjoy that and um, so I love hearing what men think when they read it
0: <laughs> well
1: then we invite
0: them to to respond anyone to actually and I'm
1: approachable I mean yeah. you can find me on uh, Facebook under backroads boss lady um, of course you can follow our our business Cheekies, but uh, you can private message me and uh, I usually read those and I respond I care. I really do want to know what people think.
0: That message certainly came through loud and clear, you're you know, following whatever comments were made and that you were really determined to answer as quickly as possible. Your heart just is simply in the right place and you want to share it and make lives better for for everyone, and not the least of which, and we haven't even talked about that, which we've run out of time about, but just to know that you're a mom, you have children who are really the apples of your eye, I would say, right?
1: (laughs) What a wonderful compliment. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you uh, you for sharing your life, your story, and really, as we've said, not knowing who's going to be touched, but indeed lives will change when people pick up their own copy of Backroads Boss Lady and and learn a little more.
1: Yeah, and even at the library like you did. Thank you so much for reaching out and and helping me tell people about the book. Um, I really appreciate you.
0: Well, it's been an honor, truly. I do appreciate who you are and what you're doing, Jesse Roberts, and certainly that you've taken time with us this morning. Thank you. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Jesse Roberts and Sunday Morning Magazine with Mary Grace Roski and Jenny Craswell. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed your information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Click on the On Air tab, then Sunday mornings, and then look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of giving good thought to community, what it is that we mean to each other have a week of the same and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of sunday morning magazine and inspirational women on warm 106.9 good morning